Hello, this is Pastor Sam DeChico from the Concord Baptist Church of Wilmington, Delaware. We're so glad you could join us for today's broadcast. We'd love for you to come and visit our church services sometime. We meet on Sundays at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. and then at 6.30 p.m. Wednesday nights, we have a Bible study at 7 o'clock. We're located at 2510 Marsh Road in North Wilmington. You can also check us out on our website, ConcordBaptistChurch.org. Today we're going to look at the book of James. We've been doing some studies out of the book of James recently in our broadcast. And in James chapter 2, we're going to look at a a subject that uh, sometimes uh, people have misunderstood. Uh, The subject we're going to be talking about is faith versus works. Faith versus works. We realize and understand that uh, our salvation is based on faith alone. The Word of God says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But then in verse number 10 it says that we are His workmanship. We are His workmanship, that He created us for good works. Now James is going to uh, delve into the subject of how does our faith uh, show itself. In uh, James chapter 1 and uh, verse number 22, uh, he reminds us, it says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. And so for some Christians, their faith is not evident because they hear the word, but they don't do the word. They hear the word of God being taught in church. They read it, They understand what the Bible says, but then to do it is another thing. And this is what James is addressing. Because in verse number 14 of James number 2, he starts off by saying, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith, and have not works, can faith save him? Now we realize that there are some religions and some uh, denominations that uh, believe that in order for a person to be saved, that they have to work their way to heaven. They have to believe in God, but yet they have to have good works. Uh, For many years, I grew up in a church that taught me that, and I thought if I went to church and I fulfilled all the religious duties that I was supposed to fulfill, and if I made sure that I did my very best not to hurt people or harm people or get in trouble, be an obedient person, that maybe, hopefully, I would do enough good works to get myself into heaven. But you know, the Lord showed me through witness of of a number of people as a college student that my salvation would never be based upon my good works. My salvation is based only on the blood of Jesus who died for me on the cross and paid for my sin debt and rose again triumphantly to conquer my sins and to give me eternal life. And by faith as a young man, I called on Jesus and in essence, not believing in my good works to save me, but believing only in Christ as my Lord and as my Savior. But yet James poses the question, what does it profit? My brethren, though a man say he hath faith, and have not works, can faith save him? And so James poses this question through the Holy Spirit. What if a person says they're saved? What if they say they have faith, but yet their works don't show that they are truly saved? What if they don't act like Christians? What if there's no evidence of their salvation? Now I realize that 
that uh, many times there are people that are proclaiming and professing to be Christians that really are not Christians. They don't have an understanding of what it truly means to be saved. They have no idea uh, that it that is by your by God's grace and by their faith in Jesus. But yet, this is not what uh, the the Book of James is referring to. This is talking about somebody who does have faith and who truly has been born again. But yet, there's no works that prove or show their faith. And so, uh, can in essence their faith save them, or can it be displayed? You know, James was writing to. Uh, this 12 scattered tribes of Israel, meaning that there are some Jewish believers that have been scattered because of persecution. And see, growing up as a Jewish person, uh, they had this idea that they had to do good works. They were taught that from the Old Testament law. And so they kept feast days, and they kept the Sabbath, and they made sacrifices. And their, their whole religious system was built upon these works. And now all of a sudden they find out, hey, we are saved by the blood of Jesus, the, the sacrificial lamb. And no longer do we have to go through these works. And, and so uh, to, to some, they still struggled with the fact that they had not, uh, that they were not, uh, you know, some were doing good works and others were not. Uh, we know the story in Luke chapter 18 where there was a publican and a Pharisee. And a publican was just a, a sinful man. He came into the temple and bowed his head in humility. And the Pharisee looks over and says, in essence, thank God that I'm not like that sinful person. And Jesus posed a question uh, as the, the publican bowed his head and said, in essence, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. He said, who left that temple justified? Well, we know that it was the publican because he, by faith, humbled himself received the Lord as a Savior, where the Pharisee was trusting in his good works to save him. Now, as we see this, this uh, passage unfold, there's an illustration that shows that our faith has to be displayed. You have to be a doer of the word and not just to hear only. And the illustration is this, in verse 15, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, depart in peace, be you warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? The hypothetical question is, if you run across somebody that needs help, here's somebody that needs uh, clothing or needs food, and instead of helping them, you're able to help them. But instead, you just piously say, depart in peace and, um, and uh, be warmed and filled. We hope, hope things work out for you. Hope you get some clothing that uh, will be warm enough. And hope that you find uh, some, somebody that will provide food. But I'm not going to be involved in that. But yet, I'm a Christian. And, uh, you know, I'm called to love people. But I'm sorry, I don't really have time uh, to give you anything. In essence, uh, uh, the question comes, are you really displaying your faith? And that's why verse 17 says, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. What good is your faith? Your faith is dead. It's not evident. It's, it's non-existent if you're not being a blessing to people. If you could help and you choose not to. It's like the, uh, the parable that Jesus gave of the Good Samaritan. As uh, the first two men, uh, the priest and Levite, come by a fellow Jew that's beaten up on the side of the road. And instead of helping that man, they just walk past him and, in essence, um, you know, be warmed, hope everything works out for you. Uh, they did not have faith. They didn't show any faith, but yet here was a Samaritan that came by. And he displayed love, he displayed a faith, and he helped this man out. And what Jesus was teaching is that, listen, our faith must be alive, it must be real. Now when you and I receive Christ as Savior, God saw our heart. 
God saw us with a repentant spirit cry out in faith. And He saw that we wanted to trust Jesus as Savior, and we did, and we called upon His precious name. And for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so we have been born again, and, and we might tell others, I'm saved, I'm born again, I'm on my way to heaven. But you know, people want to see how you live. They want to see, are you really serious about your faith? Is your faith alive? And so when you come across people that have needs and you basically shun them, uh, your faith is dead, God's saying. You're, you're not showing anybody that you're saved. You're just acting as though the, you're, you, you are just some unregenerated person. You're just like a heathen. You don't show your faith. Your faith is dead is what God's saying. Now, that doesn't mean you're not saved. It doesn't mean that you're going to go to hell and pay for your sins. It just simply means that your faith is not alive. It is not evident. Nobody can see it. See, God can see your heart, but people can't see your heart. What they see is the outward man. You know, the Bible says that that man looketh on the outward, but God looks at the heart. So God can see the heart of somebody who's saved. But man can only tell if you're saved by how you live. That's why God said, and the Lord Jesus said, and they'll know you're a Christian by your love. And when you love people, and when you treat people... Uh, according to, to God's word, the way you should, your faith is alive. And so he continues in verse number 18 by saying, uh, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Once again, this is saying, How will you display your faith to others? What are they going to see in you? And so, you know, people are looking at Christians to see, do you live different? Do you act different? Do you speak different? Uh, are you loving? Are you kind? Are you the type of person that, that uh, is not just somebody who says they believe the Bible, but somebody who actually lives the Bible? That's what people want to see. That's what people, unfortunately or fortunately, judge us on, how you live, how you respond, what you do. And so, uh, in essence, a man may say he has faith. Uh, but uh, the Lord says, show your faith. Let people see your faith. Verse number 19, it says, Thou believest that there is one God, and thou doest well. But uh, the devils also believe and tremble. Now we know the devils are not saved. Uh, yet they believe in God, but that's you know certainly not going to save them. You know They've already rebelled against God. And so anybody can say they have a belief. Anybody, even the devil, can believe. But it is when we show our faith, that's where the evidence of, uh, of of our true faith really is. Now he goes to the Old Testament, and he illustrates two people how that their their works prove their faith. The first one is Abraham, the father of the Israelites. And verse number twenty one it says, "And uh, was not Abraham our father justified by works?" when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar. Seeing thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works it was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God was counted, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Now, Abraham uh, was given a promise by God that he would have a great nation. Well, Abraham was given that promise before he even had a child. And so God eventually gives him a child, a child in his old age. And Isaac, this child of promise, uh, now is going to be the one that, that the seed of Abraham is going to be continued through and the lineage of Abraham. And it would be through Isaac that Abraham would have this great nation and eventually the Messiah would come through the nation of Israel. But yet, 
when God called Abraham and said, offer your son as a sacrifice, Abraham did not complain or did not dispute what God said. He simply took his son up to Mount Moriah. He was with some of his servants and he told them to stay down. And he said, I and my son will return. He took him up on the mountain. He was ready to slay his own son because by faith he believed that's what God told him to do. And he was going to obey God's word. And so his faith was proven. And uh, God, of course, uh, did not allow him to slay his son. And and, uh, when he came down from the mountain, uh, those people saw that Abraham's faith was real. You see, Abraham is described in, in Hebrews 11 that had such great faith that he believed even if he killed his son on the altar, that God would raise him back from the dead. And so God uh, said that by his works, by his his action of obedience, that his faith was proven, his faith was shown to others. He gives a second illustration of the harlot Rahab who lived in Jericho when the Israelites were going to take over the city of Jericho. And it says, verse 25, Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. How did she prove her faith? Here's a Gentile woman that believes that the, that Jehovah God is on the Israelite side and going to destroy Jericho. And so she protected this, the uh, spies and in doing so she was spared judgment. Her faith was proven. She didn't just say, I believe that God is going to destroy. She acted upon her faith. And protected these men. In verse 26 it concludes the matter by saying this. For as the body without the spirit is dead. So faith without works is dead also. When a person dies. The soul and spirit leave the body. The body is left behind. It's dead. And what God is illustrating is. If you don't have works. It's like you, you have this dead body. There, there's, there's no life whatsoever. So I would encourage you folks. Uh, be a doer of the, of the word also. And uh, let your faith be shown. Obey. God, follow His will, prove God's uh, that, that God is real in your life by your actions, by your works, and your your faith will be proven to others by your works.